0: This is like one of the worst messages in all of Christianity, too. It's yeah. like, you don't... No, you, you'd, you'd think you'd have to do good stuff for <laughs> heaven, but you do not. You, all, last second, believe it. Just be like, and I love Jesus. Last second. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yes. It's a terrible message. This can all perfectly be broken down to the apologetic from, you'd
1: think, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, not, not crazy. You're crazy. But not, but you'd think. I right, sure.
2: God-awful
3: movies.
2: Movies. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, because despite Nancy's protestations, I did not say no. I'm your host, Noah (laughs) Lusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah you know what's a really good book what's that
0: the book of mormon <laughs> pretty
2: sure i'm on board <laughs> on board
0: the wooden submarine oh, seems smart i
2: thought getting you back here would be enough nope. but apparently not Still quite. Mormon. and sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend eli bosnick eli how are you this fine afternoon sir
1: Pretty good, Noah. Ah, ah,
2: ah! It's what, our what? Halloween spooktacular. Oh. <laughs> spooktacular, really? We're gonna go with spooktacular because that month hasn't been of the craziest
1: <laughs> movies that Christianity has to offer. <laughs> <sighs> Halloween themed episode Goodbye.
2: Eli literally he he messaged me earlier he's like hey can we change the music to like a minor key and spooky I'm like no we can't change the fucking music to a minor key and he's like okay I'm talking like a vampire alright so, the entire episode no the not the entire, entire month. New Patreon goal Donate to the show or Eli will do that Long tail Um marketing Ah, ah, ah. I just donated So (laughs) tell us Heath Thank you What will we be breaking down today
0: We watched The Appointment
2: It's the story
0: of a woman Who gets told exactly when she's going to die Followed by about 30 minutes Of literally watching time pass (laughs) On different (laughs) clocks And watches and shit And also looking at Bibles, cutting back. It's it's second hands and Bibles, the movie. It's ridiculous. Uh,
1: This is the longest 37 minutes on television available. Right no, <laughs> when we usually do a short movie. We're like, "Ooh, short movie, all right, guys, let's strange out the episode. Let's make sure we give the people what they pay for, and I was like, Oh my God,
2: <laughs> what will we talk about? <laughs> no, this movie was like having a shitty job, right? It was like it was like when you look at the clock and you expect it to be way later, and it's not the movie <laughs> yeah, Jesus, and Eli, how bad was this movie? well. If you love Final Destination,
1: but you think that destination is hell, you <laughs> will love this movie. This is your crazy Christian grandmother with Alzheimer's,
2: the movie. <laughs> oh, it was rough. I feel like any movie where the elevator pitch is indistinguishable from the script isn't going to offer up much. And then she waits. Ticking. <laughs> ticking. So, okay. so oh, Still ticking. Now, <laughs> now, okay, so this, though, was one of its few redeeming qualities. This was an early Cristiano Brothers movie. Oh, fun one fact about the Cristiano Brothers. No, no, no. right along. So you're welcome, Andrew. Um, so now we've done a couple of other Cristiano Brothers movies in the past. Where would you rank this one in terms of, like, their output? Which ones did we do? Uh, we did uh, A Matter of Faith. Time Changer and Second Glance. I do not remember any of those. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming this is
0: worse. I don't know. Uh,
1: okay, it's definitely not as bad good as Time Changer. No. It is, I would say it is equally as bad good as Second Glance, but it's shorter, so I liked it more. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely better made, but not as fun as a matter of faith. So however you do those metrics, get a board, Tie some string around shit.
2: Alright, Eli's made it really complicated I'm going to give you a nice easy answer here This was by far the least entertaining goddamn thing these assholes have ever Put out and these are the guys who made Second Glance Look, Second Glance was wonderful I loved I, I wrote a love poem about how much I love Second Glance and it wasn't good enough So I wrote a different one that was better God damn it. These are the guys that made Time Changer. The movie about a guy Who comes forward in time Sees all of the amazing technology And goes back and says man they're skirts to get short over them 100 years and that's his only fucking takeaway. these are the guys that made the debate movie that literally ended with a man crying on stage and storming off and he was the good guy <laughs> that oh was won? that Harry Anderson one yes okay. yes th- th- that's that. these guys and this piece of shit carries their name ugh. ugh like all the other ones are significant at least twice as long plus and I would recommend all three of them over this one ugh Anyway, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at other than Cristiano (laughs) Brothers movie? (laughs) I'm going to say
0: best worst uh, rhythm of the spoken line.
2: It's like perfect.
0: (laughs) Like one, two, three, four. My line, your line. His line, her line. (laughs) You talk. It's so ridiculous. They can't not go perfectly staccato. One, two, three, four.
1: It's like the actors were told it was a musical, but they never got the music. Like you keep expecting the, tr- the music to come in. It's like, oh, a musical,
2: but then it never cuts in. The scene just ends. All right. Well, I wanted to go with best worst and run around an apologetic. All right. So the the primary argument of this movie that is presented multiple times is that if you assume Christian heaven is real, Christianity must be the right religion. Pretty airtight. Said, if then, I'm convinced. It's like Uh, arguing with Psy 10 Brugen Kate.
1: uh, (laughs) Best, worst sized piece of technology now fits (laughs) literally under your fingernail. Literally under your fingernail. There is an audio transformer device about. Soundwave the size of a chicago
2: deep dish pizza (laughs) that will be used several times yes oh my god that was fucking hilarious keep in mind this movie was not made in 1937 this was 1991 right like there were small ones then and yet still they (laughs) used this goddamn behemoth it's like do you remember the first cd player it's that. <laughs> it's ah. phenomenal. And we have to point out, it is the
1: only piece of technology that is that far anachronistic. Right? Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, she doesn't punch a bunch of punch cards into the computer when she's <laughs> writing her story. Right.
0: But there's like a back room of guys like sliding abacuses to make this tape recorder work. It's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> amazing. They have to switch out a vacuum tube in it at one point. All right, well... As we've already alluded to, nothing happens in this movie and it has no pacing, which makes it impossible for me to summarize it in a way that builds suspense now. So now we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll not be taking a break anymore. Hey, Dave, get in here quick. Hey, hey what's up?
0: Rich Cristiano of the Cristiano Film Group. I love it when you call me that. Yeah, you, you, you insist on it. It's in my contract. I have to shut, say up, the shut whole up, shut
2: thing. up. I just had the greatest yeah. idea for a movie. All right. Hit me with it. All right. So it's about a reporter who writes one of those, you know, those anti-God columns. They're always writing in the newspapers. And then an angel at Waffle House reads it and goes to the office and tells her the exact day and time that she's going to die. Oh, I like it. And then, and then on that date at that time, she dies. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Premise. She just, the bitch just dies. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see you seem like you're expecting me to say more words now. I am. It, well that's it. You know, she just she just dies at that time like like the guy said she would cuz he's an he's an angel. Yeah. See? No.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. No, I'm just like super busy during this um indefinite time period. Um you want to take this one on your own? Rich? <clears throat> Rich C- Cristiano of the Cristiano Film Group. You want to take it fine, on your own?
2: Fine. Fine. I'll get all the Oscars to myself. Fine, And we're back for the breakdown and we're going to start this one off with those three little words that everybody always longs to hear. Cristiano Film Group. (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) delicious.
1: And the music to match.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, honestly, okay, the, the Cristiano brothers are some litigious motherfuckers from what we understand. So I wanted to play you a clip of this music just so you could get an idea of exactly how generic, ominous horror movie music it was, but they'd sue us, so <laughs> you're just gonna have to, like, uh, make it on that description alone. It could not be less inspired.
0: Okay, just imagine that someone's sneaking up on you, but they're they're carrying a, a Foley table in a bag. <laughs> And they're clumsy. Like yeah. a, it's like a stalker who keeps trying to creep up quietly and then just drops an arm full of sheet metal. Yeah, tickle, 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 tickle. Start like yeah. a Rube Goldberg machine by <laughs> accident. It's, it's all bowling balls and wine glasses. Yeah.
2: And of course, we're getting that over the credits, which even by themselves are pretty fucking funny. Uh, my favorite line was, and Art Odin as Eric Just Eric, (laughs) Eric, motherfucking Eric. Ooh, ooh. yeah, I guess. (laughs) Also, as we're listening to this, of course, the music credit came up, and I'm like, "Music shouldn't that be in quotes or something, (laughs) or just say never mind after You know, music by. Don't put my name on this shit.
1: And then it ends with Psalm eighty nine
2: forty eight, and and that's just trust me, you're gonna die. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But also in there, like ah, you won't be able to agree with me when you're dead, will you? Will ya? It's it's the if I'm right, I'm right defense. And that is what we're going to get throughout the entire fucking movie. Mm, um, mm. So then we're going to meet a couple of classic like Cristiano white people TM. Oh, delicious. <laughs> Back when father's pants were so high, they covered his neck. <laughs> it's, it's delicious. I love the opening line here. Might as well be good morning, honey. This is the beginning of the script.
0: it's like jerry and george trying to write the pilot it's like page one kitchen america (laughs) um so do people talk at this point what is it i'm thinking they say hi genius crushing it take a coke timeout. yeah right And I love it because the
1: mom's first line is, you might want to finish breakfast before you read the article because he's going to be so offended by this newspaper column that he's just like, throw out the eggs, Martha.
2: I can't fucking eat in this world. I can't be asked to digest in a time like this. Yeah, yeah. So he's a pastor and we're never going to see this character again. We're just opening the movie on him uh, because he's going to be the first of a number of people that we get reading the editorial on page eight that is I guess what this movie is about. Now we're going to talk about the editorial itself and we're going to talk about it in detail but first I want to talk about the the, the little montage of different old women who would yell at gas station attendants about magazine covers that we see as we're reading our way through this editorial
0: <laughs> and 80s people who are dressed like tropical fruit snacks <laughs> Everyone looks like tropical starburst colors. It's so silly. Everyone reading this
1: newspaper article looks like a far side cartoon first draft. Just like, no, no. Yes.
2: Wow. Well done, sir. All right. So, yeah, they're all reading, they're all very offended small town Americans reading this editorial that Liz wrote. Uh, Liz will be the main character of this movie. And we're first going to meet her through her doing the voiceover. For this anti-God editorial. And this is such a comical representation of Christians trying to write for atheists. You know? Yeah, (laughs) but it's been a while since they've written lines that were way better
1: than anything they could think of. And then been like, but I'm wrong.
0: but." But, But bad that. Ben.
2: Well, Yeah, but that's that's exactly it is that even though they don't hit on any of the major points that like an atheist would actually write in an editorial about the problems with with Christianity or with uh, Christian culture, they do make a lot of really good points that they then never go back and address within never the film. address <laughs> just over and over again. Like, OK, point one, churches are are more interested in making money than they are in fighting the devil, I mean, fighting the devil's a little much, but like, yes, they're more interested in making money than helping the poor. (laughs) They're never going to address that point. Nope. This could just be like an
0: essay on why we need the Johnson amendment, like on (laughs) C-SPAN, like in a hearing.
2: Well, I love point three in her thing is that Hefner's mansion has less immorality than most churches. And to be fair before, you know, when she said this, Eli was not, as attracted to Hugh Hefner as he is now. A little too
0: soon. But valid. But valid. Valid.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hefner paid for consent in advance. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Because it's the right thing <laughs> exactly. to do. Exactly.
2: Um yeah, but it's like, you know, churches are full of hypocrites. Uh, you know, door-to-door evangelism is bullshit and it sucks. And I'm just like, yeah, no, you're making some pretty good points. <laughs> I wonder how you'll later address these. <laughs> and there's a tiny
0: little moment. This is one of my favorite parts. One of the characters that's like or, I guess this is the voiceover. We're watching a character go to a mailbox for no reason. But the voiceover says, uh, There's always people you know, coming to my door proselyting for my soul. Yeah, yeah it was like an Eli pronunciation. And- like, guaranteed it was like 35 takes, and that was the best one. That one had a
1: P in it. That's that's the keeper. It
0: had a P in it. Porcelain. Nope. And no TH. There's no
2: TH in there. Definitely not anything close to what you said. So, <laughs> yeah, and she also makes the point that um, even if there was a God, churches would be giving them a bad name. Again, pretty valid point. Um, yep. I thought that was. Uh, and, and then finally, she she points out that, like, if the justification for giving money to the churches is that they do nice things for the needy, wouldn't it be better to just give that money to charities that only do stuff for the needy? Yeah, it's the dumbest bit like let's focus
0: on doing good things like you know better health care feeding the poor i'm the the bad guy
2: (laughs) what's happening and again the way that they're gonna like argue back against all of her points is just that bitch is dead now what do you what do you you know what does she (laughs) think now Yeah, right. Here at Dave's Charity, sometimes we feed
1: kids. And sometimes (laughs) we build giant monuments to me. Which would be this week. (laughs) Give us your money. That's the only way to find
2: out.
0: (laughs) Sometimes I literally trickle it down the monument at people.
2: (laughs) They grab it at the bottom. So then we're going to meet a main character in this film that we will never see. I have him down as weird POV shot. The entire time, and we're going to meet him at a Waffle <laughs> it's House. So weird.
1: So wait, a for clarity, because this is very important. This guy is the Angel of Death or I guess. the Grim Reaper, right? He's he's obvious. He's like a divine messenger. Uh-huh. Uh, in my mind, he is supernatural. He's not like a dude, and that means that the Grim Reaper ate at Waffle House. <laughs> And if you're not picturing the Grim Reaper with terrible diarrhea because he's eating four hash browns at four in the morning
2: because he's so drunk, you are not the audience we know and love. (laughs) And I should point out, this is not a Waffle House-like restaurant. This is very clearly the Waffle House. The woman has the Waffle House tag on and everything when she comes up. (laughs) Waitress is pregnant. It's perfect. Everybody... Makes exactly the right amount of sense. Yeah,
0: everyone looks out of place in this movie time-wise except this Waffle House waitress. Like, everyone else is like, wow, 80s were kind of silly looking, but Diner Waitress is just like a younger version of the
2: same exact waitress at Danny's and Waffle House right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to wonder if Waffle House paid for this placement. <laughs> it's their target audience. <laughs> I got an idea. I sure did like that Second Glance movie you did. <laughs> So, okay, so then he, he creepily POVs his way out of the Waffle House. Yeah, the, the camera is so weird. It makes it look like there's th- like a shark about to attack inside this <laughs> diner.
0: And he's just like, no, 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 no. And he walks out. Throughout <laughs> yeah. the movie, it's going to be like
2: that. Yeah, exactly. We will spend a lot of time with this character, even when he's not doing anything. Um, and st- always just get that creepy POV shot. And also, it will always be c- uh, accompanied by the ominous music, even when that's jarring as fuck and makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see him, like, going to the bathroom and stuck in traffic,
1: just like, murder.
2: They we almost get there, <laughs> right? If, like, there was a point in this movie where weird POV guy was just, like, looking for a good alcove to pick his underwear out of his ass, that would not have been out of place, given the use of weird POV guy. Taking a
1: shit, reading the graffiti. I wonder who Stevie is.
2: (laughs) Here he's a good time. That does rhyme. That does rhyme. That's kind of clever. Alright, so now that we get that weird shit out of the way, we cut to the newspaper office where Liz works, and my first line in here was just, Jesus, we're computers 1991 back then.
1: <laughs> yeah, people working on computers the size of a piano. They're slapping the side to reset the tapes and just, ching <laughs> Disposable like- computers, they throw in the
0: garbage at the end of the day, they've typed three characters. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like everybody in the office is just about to get hurt somehow. Like, it's dangerous. they like one guy's like pull starting it like a chainsaw to get his computer going. There's like an oil derrick going up and down next to him. It's a cotton gin. The guy's getting his arm chopped off in his computer.
2: Cotton gin. It's nuts. So we pan through this scene just so we can marvel at how shitty computers look back then, I guess. Um, and we eventually settle on Liz, this, this blonde girl who's on the phone and thought this was America. Yeah, she's like,
1: hello, yes, this is the person who wrote that newspaper article. My name is Liz. Uh Uh-huh. You didn't like my article? Okay. It's amazing I've responded to you so quickly. (laughs) Goodbye.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Seems like you wouldn't have any time to talk during this conversation. (laughs) Um, The actual line she loves, I love this too, her little mic drop. She's like, well, if you don't like it, maybe you can write a letter to the editor. Uh, He'll publish it, but you'll have to sound more intelligent than you do on this phone call. Click. Zoom. Got it. Yeah. Him. So then you know, everybody's like, everybody in the office is like, oh gee, Liz, you sure are taking in a lot of shit from all these Jesus lovers. And all the people in the office who have beards hate Jesus so much. <laughs>
1: yeah. But but they're all like caricatures of atheism that don't make any sense. Like one guy's like, Man, people do take religion super seriously, and the other guy's like, I hate it when people wear metal at right angles, and the third guy's like <laughs> The third person, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hate how passionate they are about doing good. Urgh. Yeah. Uh, but there is one, I should point out, there is one guy in the office that does not have a beard. And he thinks <laughs> that she shouldn't go so hard on the Christians. Screech. <laughs> you're talking about Screech? Yes. Yeah, Screech, Screech yep. Powers. Yeah. It's
1: so funny. He's like, gee, fellas, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe God knows a thing or two. What do you think? And they're like, shut up, asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yay! <laughs> and we also have it's to 1991, establish. 1991. You're allowed to do that. Dude. Yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> and we also have to establish in this scene and over and over again that she is an icy vagina prude, and that's <laughs> why she hates Jesus. <laughs> They will reinforce this, oh, she, you know, she's just one of those bitchy girls like you get if you're an atheist or a liberal, am I right, constantly in this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, and, and meanwhile, by the way, ill-advised POV is walking into the newspaper offices. And, and again, at this point, we didn't
1: know it was an angel, and I wanted so badly for the camera to reverse, and it's just Jason Voorhees there to complain about his car listing being spelled <laughs> wrong, just like... <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? 6541. Everyone's already calling some asshole. I'm not paying for this. I want two extra free weeks. Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how they're selling it, though.
2: They're exactly selling this as this is the killer walking through the woods towards the campers. It, it, yeah, it's fucking amazing. So uh, now, oh, so we cut back into the, the, the newspaper office and I, I want to point out, that they have an establishing shot that they use for the newspaper offices, which is very clearly a bank that says mercantile bank out in front of it, but they still use that as the establishing shot for the newspaper. Some guy's just like, eh, building. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So, oh, and this is where we meet the tall for his age 15-year-old that would like to fuck Liz through the movie. Time traveler John Mulaney. (laughs) All right, yeah, Um, and he wants to take her to a play. You know, Marty McFly
1: went back in time to fuck his mom.
0: (laughs) I did he not?
2: What was that movie about? I've been masturbating wrong for a long time. Is
0: that Leah Thompson? I'd go back in time, fuck Leah Thompson.
2: So no, and he, he of course is using the browbeating method of date request, which is always a winner. Ladies love it when you browbeat him. And his idea is that he has planned a very extensive
1: date without having asked her yet. He's like, I booked us a table, uh, I got us tickets for a play, and I signed us up for yoga classes. And she's like, no. And he's like, well, <laughs> fuck, that's, that's a sure lot of stuff I'm going to do alone. lot lose <laughs> well,
0: a lot of deposits. Mm, yeah. Okay. Table
2: for one? This <laughs> is how one.
0: Groupon makes their money. Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> Also, I, I just, small thing, but I found this so weird because this guy looked prepubescent. She's like, How old are you? And he's like, 35. And she's like, Yeah, you're too old for me. Does <laughs> she say too old? I. Had, she just
1: looks at him and she goes, Try again. And then what? And I was like, Is that too old? Too Because then he says, Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, don't I know, what- know that people only lived to be like 40 or 45 <laughs> in 1991 so I understand she's why I'm dead now yeah exactly
0: exactly <laughs> but she's like 15 years older than him because yeah, he's like clearly. 9 Yes, so like, yeah. he's the, like, it looks like a babysitter let the kid wear dad's work stuff <laughs> like, to play dress up while babysitting and, and we have to emphasize that while this like
1: mundane thing is going we keep switching back to the yes. POV which is always accompanied by so it'll be like, yeah, I'll have a tall latte. And I told him, look, I'm on my period, so we can do mouse up. Yes, I'll hold.
2: Press three for accounts. And at this point, it's just it's just trading back and forth between those scenes. And the POV isn't, you know, he's getting into the elevator. He's getting out of the elevator. It's completely mundane. I just expected like a, a shark to stumble in with a
0: didgeridoo right into the frame. Like, sorry, sorry. It's too early again. It's too early again. I'll get it this time. Okay, rolling on three, two, and all right. And the best go part this. is
1: so. Eventually, he comes upon her and it could not. I, and they're going for a POV of someone who is slightly taller than her. However, they have done this incorrectly. So what it looks like is this angel slash Grim Reaper is staring at her tits.
2: yeah, <laughs> And also floating three feet above the ground, too. That's that's the impression I got. It's like the beginning of every casting couch video. This whole movie. Yes. So yeah, so so the POV guy shows up at her office. She's busy bitching at another religious person in the phone, uh, on the phone rather. And then creepy POV comes in and he's like, "I have a message for you from the Lord." <laughs> to which she says, <laughs> The Lord Who, like she thought it was a knock-knock joke. <laughs> the Lord, exactly.
1: The Lord, the Lord Stevenson. Oh, and then I wanted a British guy on a palaquin to come in. <laughs> Hello. Did my messenger arrive? Oh, he's here. Good.
0: <laughs> Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Okay.
2: So, yeah. <laughs> and so he tells her this is the key moment of the whole movie, the inciting incident right here. At September 19th at 6.05 p.m., she is going to die. So, you know, death threats to a reporter for giving his boss bad press. That's the good guy. That's the good deity in this movie. But
1: we should point out she could not be more bored by this death threat. She's just like uh. yes. she, she's like sassy gal Fridaying in response. She's like, "You're going to die," and she's like, "Not before I get my heels done."
2: <laughs> and again, this is all still being done by the creepy Jason Voorhees POV thing which which I guess makes sense at this point since he's delivering a death threat as though God was a Joe Pesci character. And then, <laughs> as if they hadn't like given us enough comic material with the POV, she leaves, and the POV cam just like keeps watching her for a really <laughs> long time. Like they're driving around to get the odometer to switch over to 200,000. You know, it's just like... <laughs>
1: fucking just, ridiculous. You can feel the Grim Reaper's awkwardness. He's just like, you are going to die. Well, I've got to go. Oh, um... Wait, should I... Well, are, are she coming uh, back? She seems to... My next oh. appointment isn't until four. I have a... Usually there's a lot more begging. I gotta admit, most people, they challenge me to a board game or something. But she just... All right, no chess. That's fine. Just learned the Ronsky defense for no reason. Whatever.
2: So then we cut to her and her, I'm going to say, boyfriend having lunch. Mm-hmm. And she's telling him about the last scene. <laughs>
1: She's relating this like a fun story. Like you flop down on the couch and you're like, oh my gosh, the funniest thing happened at work. This guy comes by and threatens my life. Yeah. Specific (laughs) times and dates. It's crazy, wacky, the folks you run into. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And Steve is reacting like she's telling an ordinary story. He's like, uh huh, that sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, no, crazy. Mm She's hilarious. What did
0: you say after she said that?
2: (laughs) Yes, But also, but he also says, she's like, he said he had a message from the Lord to which he goes, the Lord who? (laughs) Really? Like, that's the common, that's what they think would be the reaction. Like, like, again, from these Christians who are just like, gee, who Christ? I don't. (laughs) Oh, Allah. We're
0: talking about Allah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And his response is, was
1: he a sicko? To which she's like, nah. Really? Are we sure? What is a sicko if not someone who comes by and tells you the exact moment you will die? (laughs) He was like, nah, his dick was in his pants. I mean, not all the way in his pants, but most of
2: the way in his pants. Please. (laughs) Regular Tuesday. Yeah. And yeah. Right. So with this aggressively useless scene out of the way, we cut to her at home so that we can meet June, her fellow reporter. Now June has arrived to tell her that she got the big Hawaii assignment and gets to fly to Hawaii on company money. Hey,
0: oh, oh Marcy Darcy,
2: yes, Mar- <laughs> yes, pretty sure it might be uh, Amanda Bierce. I, I don't, don't know. I think it is because like looks no- exactly like Marcy Darcy. Nobody on the IMDb page for this had a picture. Okay, so <laughs> I don't think that <laughs> not, it is not Marcy Darcy. <laughs> Jefferson Darcy has been in a few movies we've done. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um. So yeah. So and 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 that's all that. Scene has to say about the world as well that they're going to go to Hawaii later in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Very importantly, on a date after the date that she's supposed to die. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now it's the next day, and that single beardless reporter is the Screech is studying his Bible. Right. While everyone else in the newsroom shouts
1: a single line in unison about how they wish they had gotten to go to Hawaii. (laughs) Banana oil, I've been working here for five years. Aw, sweet jinkers. I always wanted to see Hawaii. My parents are from Hawaii. It's hilarious. It is absolutely the setup for a song where they're like, oh, Hawaii. Yes. I wish I could
0: go to Hawaii.
1: But they just never get to it.
0: But, but then but then, from there, after that unison weird thing with those three dudes, it escalates so fast. Yes. All of a sudden, the other asshole guy, Frank, shows up and he's like, and I hope your plane crashes and you burn slowly and you drown. And a shark slowly eats you and you drown again and then burn again. And he brings you to a cave where there's fire. Like, he's so intense. Dude, Frank, go to HR. You're the worst. HR definitely said you don't talk at work anymore. You keep doing this.
1: Frank is very clearly the topper because they're all like, Ribbon, Ribbon, what did you do to get the job? And he's like, I hope you get raped. And She's like, whoa. (laughs) He's like, what? We're all having, oh, back to HR. Yeah. You are
0: (laughs) fired. Okay.
2: (laughs) Also, and this is my favorite moment maybe ever. uh, She starts heading back to her office and creepy POV cam is still just hanging out. Now, keep in mind, when we last left creepy POV cam, he was in her office awkwardly trying to decide what to do when she walked out. So, like, we have no reason not to believe he's just been sitting there all day and night going, like, I thought you were... You seemed like you had to come back to your... Your purse has been here.
0: Also, I have a question about the the physics of this universe. That So, the camera stalker is invisible until he points the camera at you? Is that what's happening?
2: The people who made this movie seem to think that that's like how it works, and the actors are responding that way. How looking works, yes. Yeah, only a Christian filmmaker would need someone there to explain to them how looking works. Oh, right, they can see. It's not like the ostrich. It's not like the ostrich.
1: <laughs> exactly. uh, and I wanted him... I wanted him so badly to just be, like, playing with toys on her desk. She's got those clacker balls, and he's just like, click, <laughs> click, click. click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, hello. Um, sorry, let me stop these. Click, click, click. Ah, I can't I started. No. now, they're still moving a little. Just give me... What, et, 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 one second.
2: It's, it was, this is going to drive me nuts. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways,
0: philations.
1: you're going to die.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's he's just there to reinforce. Remember earlier when I said you were going to die? Like, that was... I meant that. You seemed... Little, little nonchalant, little dismissive, if if right. if I can say so. And again, she is still dismissive, still entirely not bothered. She's like,
1: oh, yeah, do you have any proof? And he's like, ah, this is new.
2: This, I'll tell you what, you were going to die. Well, right, and, and then he tries to use her pending mortality as proof that God exists. Are you saying you're not going to die? Well, no, that's not at all and now granted i understand why he's a little put off by all this you know like when you tell somebody you're gonna die at 605 on september 19th their their reaction should not be oh yeah do you have any evidence of that (laughs) (laughs) it's like this fact that i said it is admissible in a court of law you know (laughs) but yeah but she wants evidence and he's like well you know everybody dies so you too why not you on the nineteenth at six oh five? I'm having a weird
1: week. Can I just tell you I'm having a weird
0: week? One, One of these time times, I walked
1: through Egypt with a sword. It was fucking awesome, and now I'm just I had to ride an elevator.
2: <laughs> you people smell. We have a better sense of smell. I don't know if you know that. I remember when we were all freaked out by iron
1: chariots
2: and now you motherfuckers just ride around in cars.
1: <laughs> I don't want to get
2: into it. I know. And, and of course she tries to give him the whole like, well, I can't die because I've got a thing to do in Hawaii. So ha ha. And he says, I know you have distractions, Liz. That's how Satan works. <laughs> That's it? like like Satan is doing candy crush alerts now. Is that <laughs> what he's been reduced to? <laughs>
1: Satan's just sitting behind me with his hand on my shoulder. Two more games of Hearthstone. Headlines can wait. <laughs> Apparently. You can answer
2: emails when you're level 10. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if it, he's put a Bible on her desk uh, and, and I expected so. she's like, did you put that there? And I expected him so much to say, nope, uh, there are no dicks drawn in it either. Let me take that. Let me. I, I, wanted I, him to I, be I read like, this wrong. Just, just lick it.
1: Just lick the Bible a little and I'll leave. (laughs)
0: Please. Also, isn't that a weird thing to be focusing on in this moment? Like, you just told me when I'm going to die. Also, did you put this Bible on my desk? (laughs) I keep it organized.
2: I don't remember this book being here.
0: Weird focus.
2: Yeah, and of course, he goes to leave, uh, but she she has to set him up for an awesome one-liner about her imminent death first. So, you know, he's like, she's like, I can't leave. I'm going to Hawaii and I've never seen Hawaii before. And he goes, and you never will. <laughs> Weird. I wanted then, him not to be able to get out of the office. Crazy
1: billionaire remake. And let's be honest, crazy hundredaire remake. It's just him being like, oh, ooh, sorry, pull door. Oh, not a, not a pool door, Because <laughs> I'm locked in here. It's <laughs> c- crazy. Is it, I push the button to, ma- no, you un, the button, no button to get out. Yeah, why would I push the button to get out? This is so stupid. <laughs> you give me a hand here. I. You, and you never will. All right. <laughs> I
2: remember The last thing. <laughs> you never will. Bye. So. <laughs> I
0: wanted like Muhammad to show up with a camera and start filming the Jesus messenger guy too. Like, oh, are you
2: guys, what are you doing? Are you going to tell Mia what? Who's <laughs> so okay? So now we cut to Liz heading into the office from not the office, which is where I, we left her, I guess. Um, <laughs> but then June storms out of the building to tell her that the mayor has died, and everyone reacts not like
1: it's shocking that the mayor has died, but it's shocking that humans die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, I, like, at first, all my notes are like, man, this town is damn invested in its mayor. If my mayor died, I'd have the same reaction to that as I did to the one dying in this movie, right? But yep. no, but but we learned that, like, this is apparently the first they've heard of this mortality thing. Or maybe the first death they've ever heard of?
1: Because <laughs> everyone <laughs> I guess. around is just like, have they tried shaking him? What about <laughs> turning
2: him upside down? <gasps> And look, the whole purpose that this serves, the fact that the mayor has died, will not factor into the plot except that it, like, reminds her that death is a thing. And so they can make fun of fat people, which
0: I did not enjoy. They're yeah. like, oh, he weighed 275 pounds, which is, I mean, that's like what's fat. So like what some people weigh, I've been Whatever. close enough to two hundred seventy
1: five pounds for that not to be an okay line in the movie. Just like, well, what did you expect? He was one hundred and eighty, you know, five. Pounds. Yeah, right. I
0: feel very triggered by this movie. Like the whole, it's just <laughs> overweight atheists in their mid thirties are evil. That's all we've learned oh, so well, far.
2: Especially if they have beards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but again, this is all there so that she can reflect on her own mortality, which she's going to do now uh, at the art opening. That's what they actually call it. The art opening. Oh, (laughs)
1: the art of the 1990s when it was just just squiggly lines. We all forgot how to draw paint and color.
2: It (laughs) It hasn't gotten any better since then. Um, but I love, okay, so what we have here is like she's standing around kind of dazed and everything, and she's hearing snippets of conversation from the various people around him. And the first one is an art discussion written by people who can't write enough art words to pull that off. So they oh. like both people are speaking <laughs> in half sentences with no nouns in oh,
1: them. It, everyone is so amazing. It's like trying to show off in, in front of a black turtlenecked girl. You're just like, yeah, oh my gosh, I think the way that you use face is really <laughs> opulent
2: but but it's even worse than that right cuz like the guy's line is like i just don't understand how you can reach into this and find a way to produce a thing that would be is it still your line now <laughs> yeah. And the gaps, rabble, rabble, piece and carrots, <laughs> And the gaps between interruptions
0: are priceless because oh. they, they clearly like wrote interruptions so that they wouldn't have to get to the end of a sentence about right. art that they yeah. couldn't finish because they had no idea. So it's just like, <laughs> I was just saying, the impression is you have to interrupt me now.
2: <laughs>
0: you go. I can have nothing.
2: It's like when Eli gets distracted by a Twitter fight mid record. Yeah. So also,
1: <laughs> one of the snippets or when of when we com- rehearse our lines for a live show, and Heath undercuts my lines. So wait, what? Like also- I'll be like, oh, and Heath always says, and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm wearing exactly <laughs> the right underwear, Eli.
0: Oh, okay. I was, fuck I was. Me, fuck me forever. I wish you knew a little bit more about my underwear choices. <laughs> so. I wish I would cut all your underwear up
1: into tiny pieces and light it on fire. <laughs>
2: That escalated quickly. This relationship Jesus, is not going where it should be. This was like getting a Hawaiian girlfriend. assignment in I'm a fucking newspaper in small town America. <laughs> All right, now how do I transition back to the fact that one of those snippets of conversation was a chiropractor? Guys, you tell me. You tell I'm me. Gonna, I'm gonna snap her neck just like a chiropractor. What about chiropractors? <laughs> <now>? <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> Um, yeah no that, it's just, that, that cracked me up so much because like at first they, they show this chiropractor as part of the snippet of the conversation he's saying you know the thing a lot of people don't know about chiropractors I'm like oh my god are we gonna shit on chiropractors that'd be awesome <laughs> I'm so with you Rich and then he's like not a lot of people know that we don't just work on necks we also work on other joints and the other guy goes well more people should know that if only it was in a short 38 minute movie that's gonna be played for captive audiences at churches <laughs> next conversation Next conversation. And and this is Muhammad Ali, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. So <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Wait, like, like, are you talking just about the one black guy? Yeah, the
1: one black guy. Okay. Uh, That's looks Washington. Like, yeah. He looks like Muhammad Ali the day they figured out it was Parkinson's. That's he's just <laughs> like, oh, it's not a good day. He looks like it's just a bad day. And he comes over and he literally is just like, hey, Liz,
2: mayor died. Bye walks away yes yes i am the african-american character in this film bye (laughs) so yeah but she's just absorbing this all in sort of a just nihilistic way and late that night she's laying awake in bed and she has my wife's like sure why not expression on her face (laughs) ah see i had in my notes this scene is just every
0: night i don't take nine sequel. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's an entire decade of people trying to sleep co- not coming down from cocaine enough yet just staring <laughs> yeah. at the ceiling
2: just, that was the 80s
0: <laughs> just loud second hands and staring at the ceiling, the 80s Yep.
2: and also if you, if you would like to cross off like flashing back to things that just happened in the movie from your Christian bingo card this would be the time to do that, she's literally remembering the conversation that was taking place when this scene interrupted it So anyway, next day at work, uh, she sure is busy rehashing the plot points up until now (laughs) in the film.
1: She is awful cranky. Her editor comes up and he's like, Hey, Liz, where's the story? And she's like, Shut the fuck up, Jeff, in a minute. And he's like, Oh, all right. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Thought we worked at a newspaper, but whatever. That's fine. (laughs) So yeah, so he
2: needs the, she needs the art opening pictures right away. So she goes into the, to the dark room. Where the Christian kid, Eric, uh, Screech, Screech, is is getting her picture ready for her. And he's like, you know, she's like, I need that picture. And he's like, okay, just a minute. She's like, now. And he's like, are you okay, Liz? You're being a real bitch.
1: (laughs) And what's amazing is the beginning of this conversation is obviously him being like, hey, I was wondering, do you ever think about. I don't know, changing religions. And she's like, now, you're not going to be one of those Christians who tells me to change religions, are you? And he's like, what? What? No, I wanted to talk about what happens after you die just for for fun. (laughs) It's so crazy. I would never ask you to change your mind about religion except for right now when I do it.
2: Uh, Yeah, well, and then later in the conversation, he would yell at her about how she needs to change her religion. But before, yeah, because his first opening is like, yeah, so I noticed a a Bible on your desk. And she's like, you know, because she she has to be maximally bitchy. She's like, yeah, they ran out of toilet paper in the ladies room. Now get me my fucking picture, you eunuch. and. And again, that's how she delivers all of her lines in this movie because she's a liberal atheist. And uh,
0: he delivers all his lines with his mouth forming a perfect circle because otherwise he can't make words happen. <laughs> it's insane. Like I was waiting for like Owen Wilson to show up and have like a circle mouth fight with the guys like over the top with the circle mouth.
1: Oh, God. If you just lined their faces up together, you could use it as a wind tunnel special <laughs> aircraft
0: you, in there. You doing circle mouth? I'm doing circle <laughs> mouth.
2: Ooh. yeah she's like mm. you know wow. she, he, he says something mm. about how she's sick and tired of all the religious people trying to cram religion down other people's throats and he's just all gets all defensive right away he's like hey i've i've never tried to cram anything down your throat well you were awake what <laughs> no, ever, nothing it, at
1: all ever it's the best at one point she's like ah fucking jesus and he's like whoa whoa liz Jesus is the fucking shit tits, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Let's
2: not not be talking about JC, all right? Line's a line. My my, my line for that (laughs) in the notes was just, golly, Liz, Jesus is just the bee's knees. Why ever would you (laughs) say that? Yeah, holy shit. And the thing to remember is that they're on a deadline. She came in here because she was in a hurry, and they're now having a convoluted Jesus discussion.
1: And what this conversation breaks down to, what he eventually gets to the point of is... And we're going to hear this a lot. Some people try to be good people to go to heaven. But if the Bible is true, that's not
2: true. Yeah. (laughs) The the apologetic he has is there are only two ways people try to get into heaven, Christianity and other. (laughs) (laughs) And therefore, Christianity must be true. That's the apologetic for like, what about all the other religions? Yes. Yeah, okay,
0: well, let me explain. You can think of the world as Christian and not Christian. Wrong. You can. um, You can think of that. And that's it. I have no (laughs) follow-up. Those are the two types of things in the universe.
2: Yeah, he even like he even he says like, you know, people like Hindus and Mormons which if, if they throw in Mormons is a clearly that's not Christianity little uh dig there. But he's like, you know, hum- Hindus and Mormons they believe just like Christians do that you have to be good to get to heaven. It's just that they're like Christians who haven't figured out that the Christians are right yet. Right. It, it is genuinely.
1: And again, we will hear this argument multiple times for the rest of this movie. The argument is genuinely. I mean, it would seem intuitive to everyone in the world but us that being a good person matters. But if you believe our magic book, it's not about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Instead of an apologetic, they just highlight a deficiency in their moral theology. And they will never address it. They'll never be like, and this is why that's more important. It's
1: just like, but the book says nobody's good, but people are good. No, not according to the (laughs) (laughs) book. All right. If I write everyone's good in my diary, can you use that book instead? (laughs) I think so. I don't Uh, know.
0: (laughs) This is like one of the worst messages in all of Christianity too. It's like you don't. No, you'd, you'd you'd think you'd have to do good stuff for heaven, but you do not. You all, last second believe it. Just be like, "And I love Jesus." Last second. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yes. it's a terrible message. This can all perfectly be broken
1: down to the apologetic. From you'd think, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, not not crazy. You're crazy, but not. But you'd think. I
2: right, sure. But no. and then there's this exchange that happens that's almost as though I suddenly walked into the writer's room and then lost all memory of it where she's like, hey, wait a minute. I thought you weren't going to preach to me. Isn't that what you just said? To which he irately screams at her. Don't you want eternal life, Liz? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, he screams at her to be more Jesus like at this point.
1: Yeah, shouting at a woman in a dark room is a great way to prove you're the one who's motivated by reason.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then he even issues a challenge. He's right. He's like, go out out there and ask anybody how to get to heaven. And they're either going to agree with me or they're going to be a sinner who's wrong. Yes. Or say another thing every fucking time. i tell you what. You go out there. You
1: survey 100 people. They say my thing or something else. If they say anything else, if they start singing Pirates of Penzance, you come back in here, I'll give you two nickels and a free suicide. I'll tell
2: you that right <laughs> now.
0: Change religions. You don't believe in Jesus? A plus
2: not A equals infinity. That's all the stuff. That's my <laughs> QED. All right. Well, now that somebody's screamed at us about Jesus, I guess we've earned a break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Liz die on September 19th at 6.05 p.m.? Will she do so in an unexceptional way that doesn't serve to advance any larger narrative? Then why the fuck make a movie about it unless it's just a snuff film for a local reporter you don't like? Listen as we fruitlessly ponder that last question during the entirely (laughs) unsurprising conclusion of The Appointment.
4: Eli. Yepers. I've got a message from the Lord for you. The Lord who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, I was mostly kidding about the Mormon thing. I character. The I do Lord wish. has read your Twitter timeline, and He is very displeased. He has an important message for you. On September 26th at 6:05 p.m., you are going to die. Yep. But but there's still time to. What What do you mean? Yeah, you said yep?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got a whole thing planned. I'm going to live stream it on Facebook, and I'm going to tag all the girls who are mean to me in high school.
4: Oh, um... Th- Which is good, not, because
1: how long can it... I really keep going back to Carl the Bug of Pegacorn, am I right? Kay.
4: Wow, wow. Got to admit, um, I got nothing in the playbook for this situation. Uh, sure, seems sure. Like I hear that say. a lot. What's with the ominous music, by the way? Is that just... Oh, oh that? It's, uh you know my tunes your tunes pumps me up you know my tunes
2: Noah one second hold oh. on one second sorry noah hold on uh, no I I've I've got hey, it you a, know a, it feels like I, I said hold on that's what it feels so, like I so, just said okay and
4: all right. Fucking what already? I have a message for you from the Lord. The Lord who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, fu- how the fuck did you get past the alligator pit? The Lord has heard your diatribes and he is very displeased. He has an important message for you. On September 19th at 6.05 p.m., you are going to die. Uh,
2: Nope. 19th is full. We've got a scathing record and edit on the 19th and... I've got I and I've got a meeting with Andrew in the afternoon. No,
4: it's impossible. No, but 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 this is a very important message.
2: Oh, oh, your thing is important. Well, let me tell Andrew he's not important, so he can go fuck himself. I got I'm booked on the nineteenth. I got the entire twentieth and most of the twenty first. I just I can die at four thirty p.m. on the twenty first at the absolute earliest. And you, that's if Eli doesn't dig anybody else up between now and then.
4: Okay. okay? No. All right. Never mind.
2: You're All goddamn right. right. Never mind.
4: Sorry. <laughs> Eve hey man uh, what's up I have a message for you from the Lord oh yeah what's uh what's the message go ahead you are going to die on September 19th at 605 pm oh, okay cool cool thanks for letting me know good stuff oh aren't aren't you like freaked out? By that by that news? I'm I'm fine. I'm gonna go get some nachos though. Want some chos? Get some nachos. Sure. Sure, let's let's go get some chose.
2: (laughs) And we're back for more of this shit, and we're gonna start off back at that restaurant with her boyfriend again where she is going to broach the life after death question as though she were asking if he'd like to watch her blow a black guy. Uh, (laughs) If I had a nickel for every time I've tried to open
1: a conversation about anal sex with, you know, we all die.
2: (laughs) Uh, And I'm just saying. Do you ever think about... Pastor Manning says that... Brectum is the place of death. So yeah. life
0: after ever- death. Renting an orphan? What?
2: <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? You said
0: orphan. You said, you said, you said, or- you said I said orphan. Who or- said orphan? We both, we both said orphan? <laughs> Somebody at the I next think- table said orphan, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Crazy. What were you guys saying about orphans over there? What are you going to order? That's so you guys good? Are weird.
2: Order. Yelp. Order, I said. And, uh, so, orphan. And that's leading us into her amazing thinking about death montage oh and
1: these could not be broader strokes this consists of her picking up a book that's like death (laughs) and dying it's the the book
0: she's in this like really weird section of a bookstore first of all that's about like life but also death happy and sad she's just like flipping through the gift of hope no no You're definitely not going to die this week. No. no. (laughs) If she lands on, on death and dying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But that's, and and that's where they start. They ultimately came up with something like nine different ways to, to demonstrate on film that she's thinking about death. And that was the one they put up front. That was the least silly thing they could think of was her directly reading a book called I'm thinking about dying. (laughs)
1: But but the greatest one, my friends, to show that she's thinking about death is at some point someone turned to another person and said, you know, it would be a good way to illustrate she's thinking about death if she almost kills a child with her yes. vehicle.
0: <laughs> and she does that. Yeah. That almost happens. I wanted the next shot to be just like the same thing, but Matthew Broderick and Caitlyn Jenner. She, ru- she runs him <laughs> over. <laughs> just points up at the sky laughing like, oh, gotcha. you, okay. That was it. clever.
1: <laughs> this, makes sense. this kid this kid runs out in front of her car to chase a ball and she stops suddenly and then she puts her head on her ceiling wheel like, I just can't escape mortality. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like she broke up with death and like has burned all his pictures, but then runs into him at a friend's party. She's yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> death is here it's fine i'm gonna be cool how are you well and as if that wasn't like a good enough demonstration of how quickly they run out of ideas for their are thinking about death montage they also have a bit where she almost gets hit by a car right in this same <laughs> yeah. montage she's like reading church signs that say you know have you been thinking about death recently she sees a fucking cemetery in the background, a headline about people dying, you know. And this is where we introduce the star of the film. Uh, this is Soundwave. Uh, <laughs> you, that oh. one was for Andrew. This is where we meet the car-sized tape recorder. Oh,
0: is that the Transformer?
2: Yes, yeah, The tape recorder. <laughs> the laser jet
1: printer that
2: she pulls the microphone <laughs>
1: It is literally the size of the printer I'm sitting next to as I record
0: this. <laughs> it's a tape recorder, though. How big
2: were tapes? I remember them as very small, like my, <laughs> smaller than were. my hair. They were. I have no idea. I've never seen anything like this. By 1991, we have we had the little ones, right? The, like remember the little tiny tape that would come in it and everything. That's what Soundwave was based on. For fuck's sake, that didn't happen in 1991. I have no idea where they got this gigantic fucking prehistoric stone age tape recorder for this movie. <laughs> But, but they ran. With on, it. But from now on,
1: that's what we record this podcast on. <laughs> you people can share the tape around amongst yourselves. We're gonna get recorded on three different tapes. We'll sync it up, and then whoever has the three tapes passes them on. We're gonna start in the A's and then Oh, jesus
2: christ yeah i think that's what that guy sued uh, adam carolla about actually i think that was the business model that he said was podcasting i actually think that's right jesus that's sad so she's taking out this fucking speedboat of a tape recorder so that she can ask people how they're going to get to ha- what's going to happen to them when they die she was some man on the street shit as though this was a fucking ray comfort movie and now here's my question for you gentlemen do you think these are actual
1: answers they got from real strangers, or do you think these are lines they wrote for actors? I,
0: I think it's lines for actors because a lot of them were like terrified trying to remember and read their one little
2: second line. <laughs> it seems odd that they would have done extra work, you know, that they wouldn't have just because because the because the answers are so mundane,
1: right? Except for a couple of comedy answers they've thrown in. Like, some of them are like, I don't know, go to church, be a good person. And the next guy's like, how about, yeah, I ain't telling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, which which would kind of like lend uh, uh, credence to the theory that this was just man on the street. But one way or the other, these are some stupid fucking answers. Like, they, they, they all assume the premise, right? Like, it's, it's all about like, well, how do you get to heaven when you die? Not, you know, what do you think happens when you die? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Speaking of we're all Christians that agree, how do you get to heaven? Yeah, yeah. Well, right. That's, that's how his whole montage works. Exactly. Which is
1: phenomenal because the last person she asks before some more sad thinking about dying montage <laughs> is a character I like to call Heath with
2: hair whose response is, go fuck <laughs> yourself and then walks. <laughs> But that's before she gets to the to the guy who's right, right? Like like at the very end, we get the guy who gives the correct answer, which is doing good. Psh, it's all about believing in the same God that I do, and this is very clearly represented as like the only guy who's really thought this through and 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 really has a good answer. But the good answer, once again, is you'd think right. <laughs>
0: And just real quick, you know what I'd do if I had four days to live? Not interview strangers on a weird (laughs) tape device that's making me sweat trying to hold it. I'd just be doing crazy shit that would obviously kill you just to fuck with God. Make him really work for it. Yeah, Be like the greatest stuntman for four
2: days. Juggling poisonous snakes and shit. Yeah, going, no, all Christians can handle this. Oh, bet your buddy a
1: blowjob that you can jump out of a hot air balloon and live. <laughs> and that's what I would do, right? I would just go up to the straightest friends I had and be like, I bet you I can jump off that building for
2: a blowjob and they'd be like, Oh, all right, man. Phew, boom. And then just ruin their week. <laughs> and and you know what I would do? Them? I would record an episode where I just kept saying poisonous snake, knowing that I was gonna be dead before the know it's venomous snake emails came in. That's what I would do <laughs> with my last day. Um yeah, yeah. So but we get this this I think ju- I killed those listeners. <laughs> so yeah then we so we get this endless montage and again we should point out that it goes back to the well on asking people and then being a montage like three different times right this is not like what we're we're selling it as though it's one cohesive thing no it's montage of death things man on the street montage of death thinking man on the street three goddamn times before this is over right and again the last guy who's the right one is
1: saying Almost the exact word for word arguments as Eric in the black. I like wanted him to pull off the mask like Tom Cruise in Mission (laughs) Impossible and be like, see, you get me now? Yeah, right. You go out on the street. I mean, I am on the street. Ah.
2: (laughs) So and then she heads back to the office after the montage where she learns that her Hawaii trip just got bumped from the 24th to Dump, dum dum. The 19th. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's the night before she dies. It's the night of the 18th. She's on the phone with Steve, who I assume is that guy from the restaurant earlier. Mm -hmm. The lunch Mm -hmm. guy. And Steve wants to get his dick wet,
1: but she has to super broadly explain that the plane leaves after five. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) After five. Now, here's the thing. This would kind of be a clever setup if she, her plane was going to crash and she was going to die at 605.
2: She's not. This is no.
1: just useless <laughs> information that's in my brain
2: now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's what religion's after ultimately. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, she's like, you know, she's on the, and of course, it's a, a, another one of these like one sided phone conversations where the other guy is only getting two syllables in at a time. Clearly. Cause she's like, no, I'm leaving tomorrow. Of course I want to see you again before I go. I'm not going to, I'll see you later on in the conversation. The Micro Machines guy on the other side. (laughs) And so she gets off the line with him and then she sits down to watch generic series of channel flips before she gets to the, uh, the significant one. One of them was press your luck. Oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that was exciting. They use an actual like clip,
2: show. yeah, oh, okay, awesome. and i th- I just had it down as generic wheel of fortune. I assumed that they were like getting as close as they were allowed to.
1: <laughs> and the the news reporter so she, she finally ends up on a plane crash and the news reporter trying to say plane crash words are the most joy. I've felt a year. It's like, here we are, the plane has crashed in the crashy parts and uh, many many people on board are dead and f- forever, all the time, all the way are dead. This just because in, if you die, you stay there. In- in death, I mean, the end, they're going to cut this. Blah, 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 peas yeah. and carrots, peas and carrots.
2: <laughs> he basically says, boy, I'm glad I'm not about to get on a plane. Back to you, Stu. <laughs> and uh, so, okay, so she now is. she's really nervous because she didn't realize that people died and planes crashed. So now she runs to the office the next day and tells him that she is not going to Hawaii, damn it. It's too dangerous. <laughs> And it's amazing
1: because she's like, I can't go to Hawaii. I just can't. And they, their immediate reaction is, well, how are things with Steve? And she's like, I'll fuck Steve when I get around to it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, is there a reason why she was dressed like Minnie Mouse for this scene? She, up until that point, had been wearing human clothes.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> 1991, one out of six outfits. <laughs>
0: the crazy trapezoid shoulders all the yeah, way out. Uh,
2: Oh, what an ugly decade it was. So, yeah. So the editor in June are very disappointed that she's not going to Hawaii. Um, So they come in and ask her if she wants to just take the rest of the day off. And she's like, no, I will watch the clock along with the audience for the next nine hours of work day. That's the rest of the movie. It is. That's the rest of the movie is time moving and
0: not even fast. You can skip ahead as the movie, as fast as you want. (laughs) Like, if it's 10 a.m. and then it's noon, like, the audience isn't going to be lost about your time montage.
2: What day is it? Yeah, this movie's terrible they fucking keep panning up from the uh, from the calendar up to a different clock and shit just like no no it's it's September 19th at 10.07 and the whole thing it played like like Chris Rock's scrape 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 bit right like and they'd show the clock and then they'd show it again and you'd be like okay now it'll be 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening close to the, nope it's 11.02
0: somehow well, Amazon went backwards and there's more time on my I was, it was baffling <laughs>
1: I was, And I have to point out that all of us have some version of there are only seven minutes left in this movie. How much longer can this go? It is insane how long this like 45 second montage
2: feels. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, because they just keep showing you a clock that's nowhere near the time you want it to be. Um Yeah. So and then, of course, she starts to like get a little worked up as the day goes on. She could really use a Jesus freak to talk to right now. But unfortunately, Eric... Is not around. So and she I have a theory about this.
1: Uh-huh. So just keep in mind, Eric is not around. I'm going to bring my theory full circle towards the end.
2: All right. All right. Awesome. <laughs> all right, so lacking Eric to talk to, she takes out her gigantic tape recorder uh, uh, again. She pull starts it and she listens to more heaven directions, specifically that last guy who mi- said exactly what Eric said before about it, not mattering if you're a good person.
0: Yeah, they they literally tripled down in this movie on the like Venn diagram. It's like, okay, here's good deeds, and here, separate region, Christianity. These are the two things. <laughs> they tripled down on that. Now, you well, don't want
1: to be in both circles. A lot of people think you want to be in both circles. Nope. <laughs> no such circle. thing. There's
2: no overlap here. But, well, it's been almost minutes since that part of the movie, so obviously we we had to reinforce it. So, yeah, it was the movie has very clearly turned into watching the clock at a shitty job. The movie we cut to, like, the office space finally clearing out around her so that we can at least get some sense that it's maybe five ish. Right. So she's gotten a murder threat. Right. She's
1: afraid of dying. And her solution is to stay alone in the office. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, I'm just going to, you know, I need to clear my head. I'm going to go home and clean my gun connection while i'm blind always cheers me up
2: (laughs) also this is where we get the most poorly executed jump scare that you can imagine right so she's creeping through the office right at 6 p.m the ominous music is playing it is obviously about time for the jump scare but they scare just the character Right. Like not us. Like we see Frank come up behind her. We see his arm extend before the jump scare. (laughs) And Frank, by the way, that's bearded atheist number three. Right. And bearded
1: atheist number three is just like, hey, I'm a pop scare. And she's like, oh, Frank, what are you doing here? And he's like, nothing. I got to go.
0: Yeah. What are you doing? I was just checking the big X under the anvil. (laughs) Seems like they drew it kind of sloppy. You could take off. Nothing's going to happen.
2: So, yeah, and she begs Frank to stick around and help her not die, but he's got a hot date that night, so he's got to go, leaving her all by herself, which which had me thinking, like, why wouldn't she just go to a different time zone and get more time or skip over 6.03, you know? Oh. <laughs> just start that flying. your watch forward? <laughs> that would work. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and then I love this bit, too, because she's sitting around, Time's slowly passing. She picks up a phone and I'm like, oh, who's she going to call in her last minutes? And she calls to check the time. <laughs> this whole thing, She's in a she, room surrounded by clocks and she calls
0: to check the time. And the whole, this is like, she called, what is it? The bank to tell them to tell what time?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The time and time and temperature. Yeah.
0: And then they're showing like clocks and watches. Like might as well show her build a giant sundial. And just, like. <laughs> So we're like
2: looking at the graph of the oscillation of courts. So stupid. But in the foreground of this scene, there's a very conspicuous Bible. And she reaches for this Bible like the bad guy sniper about to pull the trigger at the end of Act 3, but not quite, right? Oh, She reaches out like that Bible is going to leap out and take her fucking hand off. (laughs) Because you can
1: tell she's like, I don't know, maybe I... Like, find Jesus real quick before 6.05. What's the harm, right? No one's going to know. I'm alone in the office. Just a a quick Pascal wager, and then I'll
2: head out to Subway. Yeah, (laughs) but also, but okay, but it shows her pick up the Bible and start to leave through it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, she's got two minutes. Hope she gets to all the important stuff. Yeah, can you just open to a random page and read one sentence
0: it works or do you have to she's just like scrambling to find the passage from the tape like
2: the way the truth and i'm dead fuck
0: i was gonna say the life
2: and then we get a fake ass sounding breaking noise somewhere in the office and at this point just to break the monotony the character starts talking to herself about how she's not gonna die She's like, I'm not going to die when I open this door at precisely 6:05 p.m. at all. This is silly. This would even make a stupid movie. Why would this happen? But she walks into the dark room and damn it, if there's not a fire in it. Okay. So, hear me out.
1: Eric is offended that she doesn't accept Jesus. She tells Eric that the guy came and threatened her and said she was going to die. <laughs> On the nineteenth at six oh five, and then the dark room, the area where Eric works is yep. on fire.
2: Oh shit. <laughs> As if to run her out of the building at precisely six oh five. And we <laughs> I have a theory that Eric is behind all of this. Oh, all right, no, this is starting to make a lot
0: of sense. She starts running downstairs, they zoom out, the entire building collapses like Tower Seven. Eric's just going <laughs> <laughs> <to him. laughs> holding some holding up some thermite and some <laughs> some jet fuel.
2: So, yeah, so the fire alarm sounds. She makes a run for it. She's like, oh, my God, I'm going to burn. She runs down the stairs, and I'm like, oh, running on stairs when you think you're going to die. That's great. That's smart. But that doesn't get her. She rushes out of the building, and as she's backing away, not paying attention, a fire truck is coming right at her. But don't worry. It stops before it gets to her. (laughs) That would have been fucking hilarious if she'd just been backing up and the fire truck sm- slammed her. Exactly. So much better. <laughs> but no, instead, they have the firefighters like come up to her and say, Back away, ma'am. This could be dangerous. Wouldn't want you to die at 6 05 p.m. on September 19th. So she steps back a little further. Oh, no, she's getting close to the curb. And then she falls over and gets hit, uh, hit by a truck in the face. <laughs> in the face. By a truck, hit in the face by a truck.
0: Fucking head-on parkers. This is the problem. This is what, what do I always say? That is what you always say. They are murderers. They're the same. <laughs> if you head-on park, you're a murderer.
2: And that is, by the way, the movie. That's it. It's
1: over now. Could not have been more comical. The driver of that car, Eric.
2: <laughs> of course, out <laughs> around the building with a fire in his yep. work area. Wait yep. for her to trip. Hits her with a car. <laughs> Now, honestly, if that's how the movie had ended, right, if it had, like, if it had gone exactly like that, and then the movie, and the camera just pans up, and it's Eric having a demonic look on his face, I love this goddamn movie. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> but no, instead, we end on Hebrews 9, 27. It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. And then, then it die. says below that, yeah, right, you're going to die, that's <laughs> it. And then below that, it says, when's your appointment? You're in the jungle, baby. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom of the Guns N' Roses lyrics, the movie. The Hebrew verse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what the fuck are we supposed to take away from this movie? Is is it literally just like, well, Pascal's wager. So, d- <laughs> yeah. don't, don't be mean to the it.
1: quiet guy in the office who's really shouty about his religion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a better message. Yeah. All right. So... I feel like Eli's already almost answered this or at least come up with a good answer, but I'm asking him to come up with a different one anyway. How should she have died at the end of this movie if they wanted to end it right? Oh, oh, okay. You remember at, towards the end when she picks up the Bible,
1: right? That the mm-hmm. angel gave her. She opens up the Bible and there's a poison dart inside of it. It <laughs> hits her in the throat and she dies.
0: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, uh... What about uh if the van stops just in time but then uh, the weird POV messenger guy stumbles over the curb and drops an enormous camera on her face?
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> this fuck. I, I was the I was the one that ah. Oh, oh, oh.
0: I got I got another idea. Okay, what if right.
2: a bible
0: gets thrown at her and explodes a live bullet in her breast pocket by hitting a nail <laughs> into it or something? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I like it. It's No one would expect it. And well, that's going to do it for our review of the appointment. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to rope you back in for next week's selection. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck? <clears throat> what's on deck for our Halloween spooktacular? I'm
1: glad okay. you asked, Noah. Ah, ah, ah lightning thunder next week is the (laughs) life zone half saw half carly fiorina hallucination it tells the story of two young girls trapped by a mysterious killer or will it turn out the killer is them join us next week for the life zone
2: (laughs) link to the full movie in the show notes Alright, so with that voice to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 113 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us out a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes, and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, The Skeptocrat, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast provided by the law offices of p andrew torres our theme song was written and performed by ryan slotnik of evil giraffes on mars all other music was written and performed by our audio engineer morgan clark and was used with permission thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week for heath Enright, neil bosnick i'm no illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week until then we'll leave you with the breakfast club close.
0: mormon god showed up with a camcorder and told protestant god he's been dead the whole time
2: Creepy POV guy eventually made millions in voyeur cam porn, and barely even had to change his music.
1: <laughs> the Halloween Spooktacular were our most listened to episodes ever, and we continued the <laughs <laughs> Halloween Spooktacular for every year for the rest of the podcast, and everybody loved it. Spooktacular. Uh... <laughs> ah- <him& 'co- anecdote. laughs>
2: You should have been here when Lucinda to counted down on Eli and <laughs> fucked it all up. I said, "Oh, you'll have to do the ten count." You're the one on the line. She goes ten, nine, and you could just hear Eli going, "Oh fuck!" Oh shit! shit. Eleven, twelve, fuck! Tw- ah. he ends up coming in on four anyway. You know, it was it was it was it was quite lovely. It was fun. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC, copyright 2017. All rights reserved.